about that. Is it gossip? No, he doesn't talk trash. Did you say this was a daily podcast? Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is the Daily Popcast. All right, guys. Got Peachy Keen with me. Hi. Uh, we're going to talk a little music today. I love music. For you, all you aspiring musicians out there, and especially songwriters. Oh, yeah. This one's for you. Have you ever tried to write a song? Oh, I'm sure you had tried, tried to write a song. Oh, yeah. Have I've, you I've written read, a song? Yeah, I've written a few songs. I feel like I can't rhyme to save my life. Um, See, I'm, I'm good at words. But I'm not good at creating melodies. Mm. That was my downfall. Interesting. Um, but you know the the words are you know words great. are great. Words are great. <laughs> but words words I'm great at. Okay, I'm good at. Uh, but the melodies not so much. And it's weird because you know everyone thinks okay yes I'm a musician but I just never was a writer. Yeah. Uh, I write television and film. That mm-hmm. I, that's I realized I'm just much better at that. Like much better than but you could take those things and make them into songs not really though it no. doesn't work okay. so that doesn't work. ideas maybe but no not the words i just i'm really hard i'm really horrible at and even with writing tv and film horrible with dialogue i'm really great with concepts and tell you the character and where they're from and the whole backstory and what they're gonna do and i mean just everything but when it comes down to saying but she says you know i'd like to have pancakes for breakfast it's just it, i don't know it just does not flow so i always have to have a writing partner to really fill in those writing gaps so you could just be the executive producer on everything because mm-hmm. that's what they do they're like concepts okay now you create it exactly yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't like the i i'm not i don't like writing like physically mm-hmm. writing i don't either that's so funny and i don't it, yeah and and you'll i have the worst handwriting because it's not like i have bad handwriting it's just i'm so bored with writing mm-hmm. and I have no patience. You just scribble. That I scribble. Yeah. I, I, I've been that way my whole life. The act of writing just kills me. I was really bad at like note taker in school. I would just write, like shorthand things. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, but it, like that doesn't even make any sense. How do you even know how to study that? I'm like, oh, but it, it makes sense to me. So it's fine. Yeah. Like I just didn't want to write. So mm-hmm. I'm just. And with the physically writing and you know, you're thinking that you write. Mm-hmm. by the time I finish writing it, I've forgotten what I'm, what I'm thinking. Cause my mind goes everywhere that, yeah, when I'm physically writing, I just forget what I was talking about. So that's why I'm a good dictator. Like I love a writer in the room yeah. and I'm like, all right, so this person's going to come in and do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, what can we say here? And I'm just, you know, I'm a, yeah, I'm a dictator. I think the artistry <laughs> of songwriting is really, really great. Mm-hmm. And I love when we have songwriters on because these songs are, some of the songs are huge, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how, how, how do you do that? How, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it is a talent for sure yeah. that I wish I had. Um, I'll have to, I'll, I'll let you listen to the songs that I've written. Yeah. I want to hear them. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a lot of songs for the new NSYNC album that never happened. Oh yeah. I never really, I never trusted myself that I could write mm-hmm. until the last year of NSYNC. <laughs> oh my God. Of course the last year of NSYNC. And then you can, well, write. we never had time. It's, yeah. you know, we finally had that hiatus mm-hmm. and then on the hiatus, I had plenty of time to go to Nashville. So I would go for weeks in Nashville and, and write. And That's it was so cool. I it didn't was, know that about you. It was you. fun. It was really fun. 
Oh, I want to hear these songs. Yeah, they're fun. I got to hear them. Um, but today we're going to have Melanie Fontana on. She has written songs for Justin Bieber, Britney Spears, Chainsmokers, BTS. Yeah. Talk about popular. So she's kind of killing it right now. So let's let's so. call her and uh, and learn more about Melanie Fontana. Our lovely sponsor, HelloFresh, is back. We missed you guys. I did miss them. We couldn't be more happy. I love me some HelloFresh. Yeah, me too. Now, if you're living under a rock and haven't been introduced to HelloFresh, let me tell you a bit about America's number one meal kit. Oh, yeah. You can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. And you can skip those trips to the grocery store and make home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. Love that. All of that. They must be thriving in this situation, right? Yes. HelloFresh offers so many recipes to to choose from each week to help you break out of that recipe rut. Oh yeah, because we, we always just kind of do the same things over and over and over again. And there's something for everyone, including low calorie, vegetarian, family friendly recipes every week. And they offer fresh, high quality ingredients every week for a super flavorful experience. And over ninety percent of ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure the freshest recipes are delivered right to your door. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. And HelloFresh offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. You can save up to 28% by using HelloFresh versus your grocery store shopping trips. Damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. Mm, garlic bread. <laughs> I would absolutely add oh, garlic. Bread's my downfall. <laughs> Now, easily change your delivery days or food preferences. Skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for several servings for multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I've cooked so many things with HelloFresh, like the quesadillas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, I think I tried those. That, the bolognese. The bolognese. <laughs> and much more. Everything has been delicious and easy to do. All I do is just open the bag, take out the pre-measured ingredients, follow the directions, and bam, food is done in 20 minutes. And that, you know, it tastes like it's from a great restaurant. Oh, like Lance Lance's restaurant. Lance's lunch. Sponsored by HelloFresh. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, they also give back. HelloFresh has donated over 202 and like 2.5 million meals to charity in just wow. 20, in just 2019. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, two and a half million meals Jeez. in 2019. Uh, and this year it's stepping up their food donations and the coronavirus crisis. Nice. Hurry up, go to HelloFresh.com slash PopCast80 and use the code PopCast80 to get total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply, so please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Wow, that's amazing. $80 off? That is nice. I'm using that. Go try Damn. it. Peachy. 30 million women are impacted by weakening or thinning hair. Did you know that? I feel that. I can get that. Now, if you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results, real results. Tell me more. Well, thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol, with many users raving that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but restored their confidence too. Ooh, okay. Mm -hmm. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding uh, through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time and you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 
more, yeah, more than 1,500 top doctors recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I just actually got my Nutrafol for men. We, yes, you we did. Backed, I think we were what inspired yeah, them to the do going to men. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I'm excited to use it because, you know, I got a little receding thing going on up here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and I've noticed your hair's gotten longer. I just got it cut. Yeah. And I've been taking Nutrafol for yeah. a little while now. I just got it cut and it's grown like maybe an inch. And it's you, I mean, amazing. you already have incredible hair. So like now you like, you have a main amazing yeah. hair. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's safe to say that we love our Nutrafol and you guys definitely need to try it out. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code POP and new customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer anywhere. We've checked. Plus free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code POP. Grow some hair. Melanie Fontana. What's going on? Can you hear me okay? I can Hi. hear you perfectly. How are you? It's it's Lance and Peachy. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, where are you calling from? I'm in LA right now. Okay. Where are you? Where uh, are you in the world? I'm in Los Angeles also. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm stuck here for quite a while. Wouldn't which... it be weird if we were both like on the same street and just talking to each other? Well, that would be fun. Be weird. That'd be awesome. We could come out and wave. I'm over in Burbank, actually. Uh, We're not. On the that's same my street. old stomping ground. <laughs> I can see Burbank. Uh, I'm in. I'm in the uh, valley. I'm in the Sherman Oaks area. Oh, Shokes! Yep. How I love the Shokes. Yes, I love that you know the Shokes. <laughs> it really is the best city. I, I, I mean, love you this really, town. You really got to go to the Antique Mall. That's you right. Know? Oh yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Go to Sweet Butter and the Antique Mall well, right next butter, to it. Oh yeah. my gosh, you could see the most. I went to that anti. I, I go there with my mom every time she comes here. She usually comes here for the holidays, mm-hmm. and uh, we will go to that Antique Mall and find like random old baking supplies. And she'd be like, "I need this cookie press from 1949." Of course you do. <laughs> and by the way, it's called Antiques, like A U N T. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I like haven't been there. Um, it's cool. I love stores like that. I've been to the Psychic Eye Bookstore. Who yeah. hasn't been there? Have you? Of course. Uh, Melanie, have you ever been to the, uh, what's the big thing at the uh, Rose Bowl? Um, the like, farmer's market? It's not a farmer's market. Oh, the, but, flea, the, flea, the market. flea market. Yeah. Yes. yes. Another fun mom story. My mom was visiting me. It was about 113 degrees out and we mm. decided to breathe the heat and just like go for it. Mm. And we went to this flea market. We stayed all of like maybe 14 minutes before our bodies just started giving out on us. <laughs> my mom, my mom is a New Englander and she hates New England. So she'll like do anything to be in the sunshine in LA. Like it, like Give her son and she's happy. But even that for her was like, she was like, I got to get inside. I need air conditioning. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I mean, and, and I feel like, you know, every summer it gets hotter and hotter. And it does. Mm-hmm. It literally gets hotter and hotter every summer. Yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time in Palm Springs. And I'm just looking at the weather the Melting. last couple of weeks. 106 degrees. No, you couldn't pay me enough. Oh. I I love Palm Springs. When my husband and I were looking for like a, we were like, okay, like let's talk about what if we have like an investment property? Should we get something in Palm Springs? Because of course there's Coachella. Mm-hmm. Thank God we didn't buy in Palm Springs right. this year. I know, right? I was <laughs> on the same, happen. I was on the same wavelength as you. Um, the week before lockdown, oh my gosh. we were moving to Palm Springs. We were actually like... <laughs> Like getting the house and then that all went away obviously so now we're kind of stuck in that limbo of like all right what are we gonna do now but we still we still want to base ourselves in palm springs 
you know, within the next year. But of course, it's just like, it's such a happy place for me. Mm -hmm. Like Palm Springs to me is just like, it's where you go to just like, I'm an elderly at heart. So for me, (laughs) I am so like when I go there and we go to a restaurant and there's nobody under the age of 60, I'm like, yes, yes. I love it. It There is something in that town. And a lot of people say this, there's some kind of vibration that just makes you relax like no other. Mm -hmm. I feel that way there. And I also feel that way when I go to Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree is just slightly out of the way for me. Mm -hmm. But what I like about Joshua Tree is you're like, if you need it, you're like 25 minutes from a Walmart and a Starbucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, that's very true. You, oh, that's- you, feel, you feel far enough away from the world that you can be like, I am <sighs> apart from my LA self. Mm-hmm. Like I am away from the drama. But like, you're like, shit, if I run out of, you know, like soda, I can go to Walmart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very true. And, you know, if I base myself in Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, tree is a lot Closer than LA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. literally. It's like what, like 35, 40 minutes if, if, you, if you're like just like cutting it and, and oh, yeah. cutting it. Well, the way I drive, can... definitely 25 minutes. The way he drives, it's five minutes. Don't <laughs> let him fool you. Five, five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, I love Palm <laughs> Springs. I love Indio. So, like, we're like, yeah, same, yeah. same, um, same wavelength. <laughs> now, when you're writing, do, do, how, what is your situation when you write? Would, would you go to a place like Palm Springs that's so relaxing and that gets you in the mood? Like, what is, what makes you get inspired to write? I mean, on like I'm one of those sort of like I feel ugh, I'm like an anomaly writer. Like I can pretty much write anywhere at any time. I very rarely run into to moments where I'm like I have writer's block. Like I can't write today. It's just like for me writing is like breathing. It's so second nature yeah. to me. Yeah. So for me I just feel but when I do get out of that, when I do get out of LA, it brings other ideas like to my mind, because if you're looking at different scenery, you're feeling different energy. You might write about something you wouldn't have written about in your home studio. Like for instance, like we have our home studio at our house and we have, we have an A room and a B room here. And sometimes it does get a little monotonous to write in those places. Sometimes I even like, I'll just go sit by the pool just for like, a change of scenery because looking at a bird might ignite some sort of feeling that you didn't have while you were sitting in front of your computer, you know? Mm -hmm. So I definitely feel when we take little writing trips and we have in the past, we've done writing in Joshua Tree. We've done some writing in Palm Springs. It just sort of stirs the pot of creativity for me. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not that my pot was ever empty. It's just that it maybe got a little stale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, do you also, because when I write for television and film, I get super inspired by, of course, just watching television and film. And right. I'll, I'll be, you know, watch it be like, wow, this is missing off TV. Oh, this is, you know, I'm, that character is great. I wonder what would happen if they went, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Do you listen to a lot of music or the radio to get that inspiration? Because sometimes also when I'm like, I'm not a big music writer, but when I do, I love taking the radio and turning it down really, really, really low where you can barely even hear it. You just kind of hear a beat, maybe something over there. And it, I start hearing a completely different song. Really? Yeah. It inspires me to like, you know, you just, you just hear completely something different. That's cool. So do you well, ever do that? Yeah. You know, when I was a te- when I was like a young teenager, I initially, my, the first songs I wrote, I used to just to take the melodies from popular songs and put my own lyrics on top of them. When I was younger, I would sometimes like 
love a song so much, but not feel those lyrics. So mm-hmm. I would rewrite the song for myself. I love essentially. that. Essentially. So <laughs> You're like, you know, that was nice, but let me show you a little better. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I really enjoy these melodies, Christina <laughs> Aguilera, but <laughs> let me tell you how I feel. Girl. <laughs> That's so funny. Now, are, do you, are you better with lyrics or melodies? I would say I do 50-50 both. Oh, that's good. I feel, I feel uh, there are some sessions, like, as you know, in writing sessions, you play, you put on different hats every so often. And sometimes when I get the energy um, or I feel the vibe that somebody is more of a lyricist, I'll just start kind of like coming harder with melodies. And if I notice that somebody really isn't contributing too many lyrics, I'll start going a little more heavy on the lyrics. I feel... Like I can do both kind of equally and I sort of know my role in a collaborative session. I, I, I'm good at knowing my role right. or like realizing, like realizing not too, you know, far into the session what that role is going to be. And sometimes I just have to do both. Sometimes, sometimes I just feel the need to do both, but it's, I base a lot of my writing on energy. So if I'm feeling someone's like, not do like feeling lyrics that day. I'll just go a little more hard for them. Right. Um, do you like to write with other people or are you like a solo person? <laughs> um, as far as, I mean, for me, I don't really have much of a social life. <laughs> so Same. For, for, girl. so for me, my songwriting sessions are my social lives and it's a blessing and a curse because then you end up doing business with friends yeah. all the time. Yeah. And sometimes that gets sticky, but I do love writing with other people, I think more so than writing alone, because when you're, I mean, writing alone once in a while, you got to do it just to get something out, like just to get it out. If you have something that's in your heart, you got to get it out by yourself once in a while. But for me, collaborating with other people brings all these new flavors and sounds that I wouldn't necessarily think of on my own. So I really love collaborative songwriting. For me, that's like, it's like, Collaborative songwriting and writing alone, they're pretty much tied, but honestly, I do like writing with other people more. Yeah, because I mean, you get inspired and you can learn so much from other, you know, yeah. people's yeah. backgrounds. And you never, you never want to be the best songwriter in the room. Yeah. That, you know that's, what I yeah, mean? That's true. That's a good rule. I like that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> that is good. And so if you are, I mean, it's great once in a while to be that because, of course, you can guide somebody along the way that might be also, lear- you know, might be on their path to learning how to write great songs and that's awesome but I always want to be challenged just so that I don't get stagnant and my songs don't start all sounding the same yeah that's like me I, I never want to be the smartest person in the room so I never am <laughs> I don't have that problem you know, I'm always you know, not the Lance, smartest Lance, I make it a point to not be. Yeah. <laughs> I do my darndest. Yeah. Uh, Melanie, was your music uh, was music in your family growing up? Oh hell no! No, my- <laughs> I you know I love hearing these stories of people that like came from families of musicians and went on the road with their parents as kids, and I'm just going like, what? Like where? Who? How? You're so lucky. <laughs> I was, I mean, my parents always had a love, a strong love for music, specifically my mom. My dad, he loves his 60s music and that's what he listens to and he still listens to it today. It's like he's got the radio set to 60s on 6 on XM (laughs) and that's what he listens to. My mom, on the other hand, really liked a wide variety of stuff from like the monkeys to like, 
you know, Carol King to Etta James. So we always, and of course, like at Christmas time, we were breaking out the Nat King Cole and mm-hmm. oh my goodness. So, you know, we, I came from a family that liked music a lot, but didn't do music. And it was just one of those things that seemed so it was like another world to my mom when I told her like, Hey, like I'm 12. I want to do this as like a professional thing. And she was like, well, shit, I don't know anything about this. So it sort of became her mission to take care of my career without becoming like a stage mom. I'm using air quotes. So no, there's really no music in my family. Everything we learned about the music industry we learned along the way yeah. because I was just so gung-ho about the whole thing. <laughs> Where did you uh, realize you could actually sing and write songs? Oh, Lord. Uh, well, you know, I, I feel like every young artist kind of goes goes through th- these moments where, like, you go, you pay a bunch of money to a producer to produce your material and then, they take your money and then nothing happens. And that sort of happened to me like throughout my youth, like from like age, like 12 to like 16, 17, 18, I would like write songs on my own. I'd pay a producer to sort of see that vision through and then nothing really ever happened. So I never really, I, I sort of had a low self-esteem about songwriting for a while. I was like, maybe I should just, focus more on being an artist and not write so many songs. And so it just sort of happened that I got, you know, as you know, this industry is like 98% luck and then 2% talent to back up the lucky moment you just had. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just like a lot of, it was a lot of luck in realizing like, Hey, like all of those years of like paying people to produce out my songs actually turned me into a really good studio songwriter and singer. Yeah. Do you like to write uh, on a guitar or piano? Do you like to play instruments? I like to write on just very, my favorite way to write is on simple, basic piano. Mm -hmm. Just like not too much going on because I want the song to be able to speak for itself when it's done. That's not to say I don't love writing on like when producers send me beat, like a beat pack or like an instrumental pack. I love writing like that as well. However, like if you can't just sit down at the piano and sing the song you just wrote and have it mean equally as much as it does with the full, you know, production, to me, that's not a good song. Yeah, very true. You know, so it's, it's, it's like, I think my favorite way of doing it is the more simplistic way on piano, acoustic guitar. I don't play acoustic guitar, but I appreciate people that can so much because it also brings a whole nother energy to the song when you, an instrument brings energy. So if you're doing piano, sometimes it tends to get a little more soulful. If you're doing guitar, sometimes you can see it like leaning a little more like singer songwritery, like country and Western. It, Every instrument brings its own like sort of thing. Right. Was there a moment in your life where you realized, okay, this is something that I need to do professionally? Because I mean, I I look back and I remember the moment I knew I wanted to be an entertainer was was watching Garth Brooks on stage. I'm like, that's what I want to do. Was there that aha moment for you? Dude, I mean, I had, I feel like I had... You know, I never did not know I wanted to be a musician. There was never, I remember being in kindergarten 
and just, or sorry, first grade, I believe it was. And my music teacher pulled me aside and asked me, do you want to potentially, I'm going to obviously talk to your mom, but do you want to perform at the retirement party for the school superintendent? And I was like, yeah, I of course would. Like, I, is it just me? He had pulled me out of chorus class to ask me if I wanted to do this sort of like non-curriculum, like extra thing. And I was like, huh, okay, so maybe I am pretty good at this. And I remember, and I'll remember that moment for the rest of my life, actually, clear as day. So that was one, that was a big moment for me. And then, you know, growing up on the East Coast, we had access to going to a lot of cool shows, seeing Rent on Broadway. Oh yeah, life-changing, yeah. Like life changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like, okay, I have to, even though I know my passion isn't Broadway music, I just know I have to just be in this industry making music in some capacity for the rest of my life or I'm not going to be fulfilled. Yeah. I mean, you've spent a lot of time in New York and LA. Do you have, do you have a favorite uh, city? LA. Yeah. I, it, about, I would say, Seven years ago, if you asked me this question, I'd have been like, fuck LA. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a real New Yorker. I mean, same Just with like- me. I, I love both for sure. And New York, it will always, you know, be my heart. Mm-hmm. But the older same. I get... The older I get, LA is where I need to be. I just, I'm just happier here. I'm more relaxed here. I'm, it's just healthier for me to be here. Yeah, I could not agree with you more because in New York, yes, there's a vibe. Mm-hmm. There's a whole An you know energy. Men- mm-hmm. There's a whole mental. There's a whole New York mentality, yeah. and I grew up with this mentality my whole life. It's like I'm on a mission. If you're in my way, get out of my way. I'm, I'm not, if, if I knock you over, that's your problem. Cause you were in my way. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily love that attitude anymore. I just don't, I don't, I don't relate to that attitude anymore. And I'm not saying all New Yorkers have that attitude. I'm just saying I had that attitude as a New Yorker. Cause you sort of have to, you have to put up a, a shell when you're in the city, you mm-hmm. have to like be tough. And when you're in LA, I feel like you're a little more free to just be like, I have feelings. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now you've written uh, songs for some incredible artists, uh, Justin Bieber, Britney Spears, Chainsmokers, BTS, just to name a few. Um, we love our Britney <sighs> Spears here, of course. So oh we my need- <laughs> God, I love her. Now, honestly, sorry to go back to an mm-hmm. old, the, the, your, uh, your last question about like moments, mm-hmm. the, the nine, nine 99 performance on MTV with oh, Britney yeah. Spears, <laughs> honey, that moment, <laughs> That like, was, I mean, that was definitely our, our breakout moment for yeah. sure for both of us right there. Nine, I nine, mean, nine, nine. like it was just like, what? And then back then you could kind of like illegally download live performance oh, MP3s. Yeah. Yeah. I like illegally downloaded the shit out of that. <laughs> I was like listening to it in the car on the way to school. Like, yeah. So that was another big moment for me too. You just reminded me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, I mean, like I said, we love our Brittany here. So uh, we would love to know how Mood Ring came about. Dude, Mood Ring was such an emotional journey for me. I co-wrote that song with um, a co-writer friend uh, slash old friend of mine. And we... I was going through a moment in my life with this guy who uh, he just, I thought he was the one, truly thought he was the one, but of course he was not because he was terrible. And 
I was like, he just understands my body and like gets me as a woman. He did not, by the way. (laughs) It was just like, you know, when you're in those moments, you're like blinded by what you think the relationship should be. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what we wrote Mood Ring about was that this weird relationship I had about with this guy who I imagined understood my every emotion and my every mood swing. And so this song came from a very real place for, for me and my co-writer. And so we wrote it on top of a track and that track ended up being scrapped. Uh, the top line we sent to the chain smokers and they turned it down. I was like, we, we literally said to the guys, we were like, this would be a perfect song if you guys, this is a big get, if you guys, at the time, they didn't have Closer yet. Mm-hmm. So at the time, they were still working their way to the top where they are now. I was like, this would be a big get for you, but imagine if you could get Britney Spears as a feature on this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, it's really not on brand for us. And we were like, okay, no problem. <laughs> Sent it. So, okay, you, you just learn how to take it on the chin with songwriting because art, like every song is like, you know, a painting. It's so subjective. Someone could say, this is my favorite painting. I'm going to spend $20 million on it. And another person could go, exactly. I'll give you, give you $5 to keep it, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. So mood ring happened very, very organically. We just sent it off to uh, who uh, the woman who was A&Ring Britney's project at the time she got DJ Mustard to put his magic touch on it. DJ Mustard then got this production team, this incredibly talented production team called Twice as Nice to add their like pop flair where like Mustard was really good at making things sound super like hip hop radio where Twice as Nice kind of gives it a bit more of a crossover. So then produced it out. We were told it's the single. It's the single. Can't wait. Me and my co-writer crying tears of joy then we get the email Mm -hmm. it's not on the album it's scrapped what oh my god i literally laid in my bed for two days my husband will attest like i wouldn't eat i was so depressed and i never let things get to me like this but britney for me is such she's a big inspiration why i'm even here so it was like to have that moment then ripped away then Fast forward two weeks, the song is back on the album. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take any way. I'll take the song any way I can get it. And then they say, well, it's only going to be available in Japan. And I was like, well, you know what? <laughs> Fine. You know what? At, here you go. I I can still tick Britney Spears off of my bucket list because writing a song for her or with her has been on my bucket list for, you know, 20 years-ish, you know? Yeah. So... I go, okay, cool. Let's, I'm fine with that. And then apparently just social media, like over the last six months started this trend called justice for mood ring. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And out like, this is fine. No, mind you, this happened five years ago, Lance. Like this is not like a new song. The album came out. It did amazing. It was a masterpiece. I had like made peace with the fact that it was on the Japanese deluxe edition of Glory, and I was cool with that. It's still a great honor to have written it. So out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, I just start noticing is every so often I would go on, you know, Twitter and I would just check. I'd just look up the hashtag mood ring and see what it, someone's saying. But I noticed the replies and like the trend was like 
growing and growing and growing and growing. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call from my publisher going, uh, I'm just letting you know, we're just clearing that, you know, we're, we're just clearing mood ring. And I was like, what? It's, com- it's coming out, out? They're like, yeah, they're repackaging it. They're going to put out, they're going to do a remix album. It's going to be a whole thing. I was like, what? That's I, li- I, I literally slapped my husband awake, I think, that morning. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, uh, also, I mean, there's no, it's no secret that BTS is killing it in the K-pop murdering area. Murdering it. Um, they are unbelievable. I know. Well, how did you get involved with BTS? Another, a simple direct message on Instagram no that I way. almost missed. Yeah, there, <laughs> I, so I had written a song with a producer uh, who's, who used to be based in New York City, actually. We met in New York, but he has, has as well taken the leap to L.A., he asked me, would you like to come in and help co-write the song? I said, absolutely, let's do it. I went to his house, we wrote, I come outside, and I have a $70 parking ticket. I was like, fuck this session. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> I went home angry. Well, thank God I went and got that parking ticket because that song ended up coming out with Jungkook from BTS. The song was entitled Euphoria. So I was so happy to have helped co-write that song with them. Then, fasting, fast forward again, just a few months later, I had got a DM from their A&R in Korea asking if I would like the opportunity to write some more for them. They really loved my work on Euphoria and would like me to continue working. And I was literally almost going to delete it because I get, I get a lot of um, DMs from K-pop fans often and they're like asking me, can you give a letter to the BTS? Mm-hmm. Can you... And I wish I could, like, it hurts my heart. Cause I, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to, to answer every single request. And some of them are more intricate than others. So I sometimes just won't, I, I can't read everything cause it's a lot. So I try to reply to everyone I can. And I was just going through those messages and I found it and was like, thank God I didn't delete this, this message request. Because my whole life would be completely different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a good story of slipping into the DMs right there. <laughs> Successfully into the D- slipping into those DMs. <laughs> and I, well, what I, that's the one good thing about Instagram, honestly. Like, while Instagram to me is just like a t- terrible trigger for some people and like truly the root of all unhappiness in the world at times, I think, mm-hmm. um, there, it is a beautiful way to connect with people. If you're a fan of someone, now you can actually connect with them. Like, mm-hmm. imagine being 12 in 2001 and being able to just DM you, Lance. Yeah. And you could reply back. Like, that. those lines of communication didn't work for me when I was younger. So to have that ability for young people to actually communicate with people they idolize in a healthy way. I know there's some people that might take it too far, but it would just like, it would just, my head would have exploded at that age, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So it's so cool now that you can do that and that you can actually get work from Instagram. You can use Instagram <laughs> as your business card now. Our idea of connecting when we were 12 and 19, oh, I wasn't 12. I was like 14 was like staying outside of 
you know, hotels and being like, Hey guys. Yeah. Staying in the lobby yeah. or yeah. Like, <laughs> waiting. We're in the connecting. Lobby. We're not stalking. Standing, we're just connecting. <laughs> standing outside, standing outside mm. of MTV at yeah. 15, yep, 15 Yeah. I mean the fan, the fan experience really has changed. It really has. You know, it's, uh, you don't camp out for tickets anymore. You don't camp out for albums. You don't have Mm-mm. to be at Times Square to watch TRL anymore. Oh, um, I kind of miss it. I know it was, it was fun. It was a, I don't know. Everyone, you felt like everyone was together, right? Yeah. And now everyone's yeah. so separated. Well, you made a lot of really great friendships that way. Right. And also keeping you guys untouchable was also great for the fans. It's true. Too. And it, I mean, of course, that wasn't on purpose. But yeah, yeah. for a marketing standpoint, I guess mm-hmm. the more uh, you know untouchable you are, the more well, people want to touch you. Exactly. I mean, with BTS, like they, they thrive because of, uh, not just because of this, but one of the reasons they thrive is mystery. Mm-hmm. You never know who's going to be featured. In fact, even when I, you know, co-wrote Boy With Love with them, I did not know Halsey was on that song until the morning they announced hmm. the music video was coming out That's and they amazing. announced. So I found out when the world found out. So like the element of surprise I mean, yes, that has kind of gone away now with social media because, you know, you can see like Ed Sheeran is on his story with Charlie Puth and you're like, well, okay, they're going to come out with a collaboration Mm -hmm. or like, you know, like you see, you know, people working with people. Okay, well, okay, now I know that Cardi B is going to be featured on this song because I saw her in the studio with blah, 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 because you can just see it now. The element of surprise has been sort of taken away and I, and I think it's sort of, it's grounding for artists, but it's also like where's the fanfare? Like, I want that moment. And I think BTS still has that old school boy band element of surprise. Don't you agree? I totally agree. And I mean, you racked up 78 million views just on the first day on YouTube with Boy With Love. Yeah. It's crazy. No bragging or anything. So what's funny is up until about 48 hours ago, we had the Guinness Book of World Record record for most views ever on a video posted in 24 hours wow. of all time. Wow. And Blackpink, Blackpink, another Korean group, mm-hmm. just came in and just swooped that crown. <laughs> well, that that single too is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm, I'm obsessed so with that new Blackpink song. Will you be writing I for love... Blackpink? I mean, that's that's who you should collaborate with next. We have yeah. there there's been some collaboration going oh, on. Good. There has been some collaboration, but again, the Blackpink just much like BTS element of surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that song that just I mean, it it goes to so many different places and mm-hmm. I don't know, it takes me back I don't know, almost to the nineties in a way. Yeah, it's uh, good. It's yeah, really good. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um now during this pandemic, uh, you know, it's a little strange. All of us are having to work in different ways. Now, how do you think this pandemic will dictate how songwriters collaborate? Do you find doing virtual sessions to be uh, a more challenging thing? No, I think that this pandemic, while it is horrifying and inconvenient and dangerous. It has really separated the songwriters from the cheerleaders. And by cheerleader, I mean the people that just like come into the songwriting session and just hype you up with yeses Mm -hmm. and don't really add, contribute. They're just there for vibe, I guess. Uh, It's really separated like the workers from the non-workers. And I think that it has also separated the song quality from the politics. Uh, Meaning 
a great song written on a Zoom session by somebody that like has never had a huge hit before has equal amount of chance of getting recorded by a major artist when in the past it was like, well, they don't know this guy and they haven't yep. met with this person. Yep, the politics. So oh, the, the, the playing field has been slightly leveled for those. And I love it because it's now more about the song that you create mm-hmm. and not about like who you just hung out with at Soho House. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. That is a good silver so, lining in yeah, this I pandemic. Yeah, I love that. For sure. That is my, my silver lining is I'm very... I'm very pro equal. I'm pro even playing field. Um, I think every songwriter should be. Yes, we have to build our 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 network. Yes, we we have to like make those relationships matter because that's really why we're doing this is like to touch people. You know, to 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 get into people's minds and make them feel a certain way. But now it's more about how good is your song. Um, how ho- can you record your own vocals? Can you actually get in the studio and edit and record yourself? Because you're no longer like relying on like, oh, I'm just going to go to the studio down the road and like record and like be gone in two hours and let the engineer deal with everything. Now you kind of have to take it into your own hands. And that's what I mean by separating from the, you know, separating the cheerleaders from the actual songwriters. Yeah. You're very, very wise. Um, I always like to ask singer songwriters when they come on the show, um, if there were to be another in sync song in 2021, <gasps> what would that sound like from you? If you had to write it? <gasps> well, first of all, I would get in with my good friend, Andreas Carlson. Oh, I love who, Andreas. <laughs> we love Andreas. First of all, Andreas, can I just really back up real quick? Andreas is the reason I write K-pop. He's who brought me to Sweden, who introduced me to the team of Swedish songwriters and producers who work in K-pop. So if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Yeah. So I mean, he's incredible. But, Obviously written some incredible songs for us. Oh, yeah. Um, of course. And I loved going yes. through that, that Swedish factory you know and what did he write that little song bye 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 a little song called bye bye, that, bye yeah. just a little um, song called bye bye yeah. bye it's gonna be me yeah, i don't know, know that oh. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of him never heard of him. well what's funny is like nowadays because of the it's gonna be may meme that has been mm-hmm. going around for like the last five years yeah. i almost catch myself calling it it's gonna be may <laughs> uh-huh oh i do i say <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be may i mean it is <laughs> like it's gonna be may i would say if there was going to be an in-sync song that came out in 2021 which was very, very around the corner. And I had to write it. I would try to make it like a cross between like a lav meets mm. bye, bye, bye. Like up tempo, danceable. Obviously it would have to have like choreography moments and like big production hits where you can actually like hit choreography. Oh yeah. I would say it would be like, I, I would I would love to hear something like I like me better when I'm with you mixed with bye bye bye. Mm. It would be like a cross between that. So sort of in that. She wins. <laughs> yeah, you win. You win the whole. Yeah, <laughs> you win the game for sure. <laughs> Just something really hooky that like the world could sing, even if like let's say they don't speak English. Much like bye bye bye. It's mm-hmm. so easy to sing for a crowd who is in like Brazil or like. In Tokyo, whose first language might not be English, everybody can say bye, bye, bye. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. just I, I always would want to incorporate something like that into the song. Exactly. So like a, Repetition, yes. I think, is so key in a song. And that, that's what we learned as a group. 
Um, you know, because not many people learn the words to songs, right? right. But they, they will remember anything that repeats. So the bye, bye, bye. You know, Destiny's Child did it amazing. Bills, bills, bills. No, no, no. You know, mm-hmm. jumping, jumping. Uh, those are the things that really kind of stick out. And, and it's just fun to sing to. But I like where you're going with this. So if you ever get inspired and you just happen to write a song that would be perfect for us, I'll pitch it to the guys. Yeah. Oh my! I mean, what Who better knows? than Lauv and and Sync mixed together? Oh, yeah. I mean, <sighs> I would feel like it could be like a really awesome feature too. Like you could do like the In Sync version, and then you could do like the remix, like Lauv uh-huh. In Sync featuring Lauv, and that would oh, be like man. my idea. That's like ideal. It's like you know, it's like I just passed the, out. The, the new the new kid, the new kid with the veterans. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yep, I would love that. Good. Um, we'll call you later. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> Just call me. Come, when when all this absolute bullshit insanity <laughs> is over, come to my studio. I'll make you some coffee. We can have a little like talk about what you need. <laughs> I love it. I am so there, uh, Melanie. It was so great getting to know you. Um, you are just such a talent, and we're so proud of you. Um, and I can't wait to actually get to like see you in person and Meet give you a hug, yeah. and especially in your Dude. studio with your coffee. Same. And we have a really like, we got like a nice, like frothy coffee maker. You'll love it. I love it. I love my coffee. Uh, all right, Melanie, how can everyone stay in touch with you? Listen, if you need to keep up with uh, the Mel Fontanas of the world, you can find me at, at Melanie Joy Fontana on Instagram. And uh, you can find me at, at Melanie Fontana on Twitter. Awesome. Love it. Easy enough. Yeah. All right, Melanie. Super easy. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we hope to talk to you very soon. We'd love to have you back. Yes. Hey, thank you guys for having me, and let's like keep keep in touch and like talk more about all of the amazing things happening in the music industry right now because I think the challenge is is being over is, has been overcome by the songwriters. Oh yeah. And amazing. and I really I really love where it's going. Yeah. I think that. I've collaborated with people from around the world that I never would have collaborated with if not for Zoom. Yeah. You know? This so is, it's bringing it's it's bring people time. together. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, art, so much art is being made right now, especially, you know, with music. I can't wait for 2021 to see it's gonna be film, insane. television, yeah. music. I mean, because this is where us entertainers thrive in, in crazy situations like this. So the art coming out next year is going to be insane. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly, that's literally my, you're, you're speaking my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melanie. Well, you have a great rest of your day and uh, we'll see you soon. Yes. Talk soon. All right, Bye. Melanie. Bye. Today's show is brought to you by my favorite athletic greens, the all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance. Now, even with a balanced diet, it's difficult to cover all your nutritional bases, right, Peachy? Oh, yeah. That's where athletic greens will help. Their daily drink is like nutritional insurance for your body that delivers straight to your door. So Athletic Greens is developed from a complex blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients as I think I'm talking too fast right now because I literally just have my Athletic Greens. I know. I was like, what is happening? It gives me so much energy. It really does. <laughs> so it's a it's a greens powder engineered to help fill the nutritional gaps in your diet and their daily drink improves your everyday performance by addressing the four pillars of health, energy, recovery, gut health, and immune support. Ooh. Packed with adaptogens, which thank you Love to Athletic word. Greens. We have learned what that is. Thank you. For recovery, probiotics, and a digestive enzyme for gut health, and vitamin C and zinc citrate for immune support. I like that. We need we need all the immune support. Well, we especially can that now. zinc. That's what you know, 
for the, it really helps with COVID zinc. Mm-hmm. Um, Athletic Greens is an easy all-in-one solution to help your body meet its nutritional needs. Their highly absorbable powder is diet friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all in a drink with less than one gram of sugar. That actually tastes great. You are on something else right now and I, I love know. it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It makes my, I, I don't know. I feel like I think clearly. Yeah, I was going to say, I I got that too. Yeah. I, f- I feel better. Yeah, you just feel alert. Not That's cloudy. Yeah, yeah, just very cloudy. alert. Mm-hmm. Like energy, like I didn't have coffee today at all. <laughs> I just pound one of these. Jeez, and like, all, right, all right. This is good. And I'm sure you guys know by now that Athletic Greens is my go-to drink in the morning. I have Clearly, if you haven't been listening to this. Athletic app. Greens. <laughs> I've been using it for over a year now and it really is great. And I don't have to, I don't know, I just feel like yeah, I mean, it's hard to get all your veggies in. It just Yeah, is. no, it's really good. And it tastes good. Mm-hmm. I like it. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels like me, support your immune system, <laughs> or address gut health, now's the perfect time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash pop to claim our special offer of 20 free daily travel packs with your first purchase. I use those daily packs every day. <laughs> I think you're I, supposed to use I, them traveling, know, but you use them here. I'm just like, all right. And I have, you know, cases of it, but I just, yeah, I always use these travel packs. I, I love that know. about it you. Just, it just keeps it cleaner for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're going to get 20 free daily travel packs with your first purchase, a $79 added value. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash pop, all-in-one nutrition, 75 highly absorbable ingredients. Nice. Melanie Fontana, everyone. What a lovely human. Right? I feel like we should all just be friends. She's very, very wise right? as a singer-songwriter. It's yeah. nice to hear uh, her talk. She's very good. <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like some singer-songwriters are so in their head. Right. So it's hard to get them to no. speak that eloquently. No, I mean, she's just so aware. She's uh-huh. aware of what this industry is yeah. right now. And she's got her finger on the pulse. She does. And yeah. I really liked her idea. Really I know, right? <laughs> you know, I might text Who her. Knows? And be like, it would it be funny if, you know, if this show brought the new NSYNC single just because I talked to a singer songwriter, they're like, hmm, maybe. And then she writes this incredible song. She gives it to us and we're like, okay, well maybe, I don't know. I mean, that would just be insane. I mean, honestly, that's kind of why I'm here. I'm just going to like shove. <laughs> You've been trying to get these singer songwriters <laughs> to write songs for us for a long time now. Listen, yeah. We brought some cool ones on. I like her idea, though. You know, I never thought about how it has to be easy for other people to sing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, within sync, you guys were known worldwide. You are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to have it be a simple song. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I love to get to know her. We'll have her back on for sure. Oh, yeah. For and sure. she lives so close to us. She does. Yeah. She lives in, oh, Burbank, right? The like, Burbanks. I don't remember. I used to live in Burbank. I love Burbank. What a great city. I love it, too. I love like going over the five into mm-hmm. that like Burbank, mm-hmm. the, the city, the yeah. quote unquote of Burbank. I liked it because it felt so quaint mm-hmm. um, and safe. Yes. You know, it's kind of like a secluded little town. It's got its own airport, mm-hmm. but it's literally just eight miles away. It's like a, a baby Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. But I, I really enjoyed spending time in that little town. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I would, I would live over there, but I also feel like it would take me forever to get here. It's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, because if you came from there, you would probably take those little back roads like Lancashire and all that. Oh, true, true. Yeah. But still, it would take a good at least 25, 30 minutes. That is the one thing that I will miss when things go back to normal completely. I know. I was just saying that. I know I hate, uh, you know, this pandemic's so horrible, but then there are some little silver linings out there. And one for sure is the traffic is oh gone. Gosh, yes. 
And I always, as long as I've lived here, I'm like, wow, LA would be the best city in the world if it just didn't have traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And now it doesn't, and it really is the best city. I mean, Matt, when you go over the hill and it takes you 15 minutes mm -hmm. instead of 45, it's mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I could commute over here. I got to the airport in 25 minutes. Shut up. It usually takes an hour and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's the difference that we're looking at right now. Yeah, see, that I don't want to change. And you know what, though? It might not for a little, well, for a while, but people... Well, not right now. I mean, I mean, we're we're going to be on lockdown for the rest of the year. Well, yeah. But also, I think that there's going to be a lot of companies that maybe don't require their employees to go back into the office. Mm -hmm. Which I, I hope is the case. Mm -hmm. um, so much money and resources saved when you yeah. do that. If you can get your people to work from home, mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, and everyone's different, but I would imagine that you would get better productive people working at home. Yeah. Everybody just take a note from Lance Bass Productions. We don't, we don't work on Fridays nope. to stimulate the three economy. three day weekend. We're mm -hmm. stimulating that economy, which we can't really go out and stimulate it, but <laughs> we try. Online, we stimulate the yeah, economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much Amazon, unfortunately. <laughs> so you're not stimulating shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're taking all the money right now. You're just stimulating, uh, what's his name? Bezos. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is all the show I have for you today. Um, let's see. Do we have anyone fun tomorrow we can brag about? Hmm. We don't know yet. We don't know we because don't know you yet. know what, guys? We are magicians mm -hmm. and these shows just keep happening. They do. They really God, do. God, we do. We've done a lot of shows under this quarantine. <laughs> we it have. just doesn't stop. They're fun. Woo. Like, we've been lucky with these guests, though, especially yeah. in the past few weeks. They've just been great. They have. Yeah. Very, very inspiring. Yeah. Which is nice. Go out and write a song. All right. Be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Wear that mask and be good to those animals. And rate, review, and subscribe. There you go. You know what, guys? Rate, review, and subscribe. And I'm going to pick one that I like. Oh, mm. And I'm I'm personally going to send you something. I don't oh, know what it's okay. going to be. You know what? We have things in this room I'm gonna that pick, would be great giveaways. Let me rephrase. I'm going to steal something from Lance <laughs> and I will send it to you. So that way you guys know that you'll like uh, it. I mean, even like that stupid little Jessica Simpson book on... You know, what is that? The uh, the little disc thing. The audio? Yeah. No, no it's oh, the audio book. The, um... Uh, what do you call those? The little jump drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is that what I keep playing it. with? Yes. Yeah, that's oh. her book with her little keychain on it. So, yeah, this. Mm -hmm. um, but she open sent book. me that to listen to. i not listened to it yet, but it could be yours. It could exactly. be yours. And you could sign the dove. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. All right, there you go. All right, guys, uh, we have talked enough, so I'm going to let you go. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow on the Daily Popcast. The Daily Popcast is executive produced by me and Sim Sarna, written and produced by Jess Keener, and music by Josh Cook and Alicia Eagle. The Daily Popcast is a Cloud 10 production and is powered by Simplecast.